Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing our host, who usually never gets introduced, Monica Patel. The first time I met you, you were wearing a sari with the world map, and then you handed me a gin and tonic. So I knew that we were going to be fast friends. Over the last few years, I've seen you grow from pillar to pillar. Monica, who was once considered a housewife, now researches, writes, produces, directs, and hosts. So everyone, Introducing you to Monica Patel. Hello. And it's interesting that, you know, you remember the first time you met me from what I was wearing. Because I remember seeing you like, ooh, that lady has a quirky dress sense. Cut to so many years later. And you're among some of my closest friends. We work together. I don't think a day goes without us talking to each other. We talk about finding a man, about having orgasms, like everything under the sky. Didn't you tell me something about pooping somewhere in Tom Brooks' office once? This girl has the weirdest sense of humor and she does the weirdest things. I think that's why we get along so well. Let me introduce you to Medha Jai Shankar, without whom eight women would not have been possible. You're the one who pushed me, made me a producer, you made me a host and I know you have my back. So thank you for always being there for me. But let me tell you, as a camera woman for BBC, this girl has learned to be annoyingly perfect. You also do this whole mentorship and coaching and facilitating. Ake Woman is about inspiring people to grow for personal development. Maybe we need to talk about why we decided to start Ake Women. I'm actually very active in women in film in LA. And there's a lot that can be gained from having community and there are organized communities for South Asian women, but not uh, the type that we want to make. And so yeah. we really found a lacuna yeah. on this front. And also to have really frank discussions like you and I have on a daily basis about our health and about our personal lives and our professional lives. And sometimes they're interlinked. As a single, divorced, 50-year-old woman who had never worked my whole life, who has still never traveled alone, who's hesitant about going to restaurants alone, who never took care of my finances. I remember we were talking and you were like, we need to talk to women like you. We realized there's this whole underserved community of women with particular cultural nuances, regardless of that they live in the United States or in Europe or in Africa or in Australia. And that's how we decided create a global sisterhood. Ake women, what does it mean? Ake as in one and women plural for all the women of the world. We've interviewed some awesome women in our podcast. And very diverse. I mean, I think you and I are also completely different. We grew up in different generations different Indian backgrounds, uh, different values. I've talked to you and I've spent a lot of time with your family about how you had an arranged marriage and you got divorced. Whereas for me, 
not only have I not married, but no one seems to give a shit in my family that I haven't gotten married. And, and isn't, isn't that interesting? Because one of the things we've noticed in our podcast is a lot of the women we've talked to who are not married have faced the pressure of marriage. Yeah, never. I've never. You know, and you say you've never had that. No. And the ones who are married face the pressure now. When are you going to have kids? I got married within months of graduating and I had always thought I'd be this career woman. And I ended up never working because I was married into a more conservative family who expected us to like be at home. I grew up in a generation where marriage kind of defines who you are. Now at 60, I'm like, why did I stay in that marriage? I'll fail my parents if I get divorced. My kids will never have the best life if I get divorced. At 50, I finally had the guts to walk out of that marriage because I decided peace of mind was way more important than any material or any emotional thing. You don't know how good life is at the other end. Monica, that's really interesting because I grew up in a very modern situation. My father, who was a single father for a while, super cool, still lets me do whatever I'd like to do in terms of whatever makes me happy and doesn't put any pressure on me career or uh, in my personal life either. And my mom, she believed in women's rights and championed them. So at the core of the reason I am so motivated to create Ake Women and create this community is because there are millions of other women who need community and need support on their personal life or in a situation at the workplace. We want to create a community of women who support each other through health issues, mental health issues, personal growth, coming back into work again, whatever it is. But women can also be your worst enemy. What's it called? The crab? The crab mentality. If they're in a boiling pot trying to escape it, the other crabs pull you down. But you know, it takes all kinds of women to make the world go round. And um, lucky for me, I've had more women than not who've been my support system. Like you. Thank you. Who are the women who we've interviewed so far who really inspired you or bits and pieces that really sort of stuck with you from this experience of recording the last few episodes of season one? You know, there are things from everybody's interviews. I remember our first interview, Mani Chauhan. I was a little bit nervous because this was the first time I was doing this. You don't know this. You were in... LA. I was in New York. I stood through that whole interview. By the end of that, I was ready to collapse. All I wanted was a gin and tonic. And during our interview, I remember Mani talking about the times when she went through stress. She said, all I wanted to do was lock myself in my cupboard and down a bottle of wine. I identified with that. Mani also spoke about black being a beautiful color, like she told her daughter. When we were speaking with Shalini Vadera and her whole thing about investors and, you know, what they did to women, that stood out for me. Did anybody stand out for you? Well, first of all, there were a lot of brands that kind of stood out for me. Uh, Shalini's makeup brand that I've just ordered. Ready, yeah. set, jet. It's so easy to get ready with it. Plus, it has such a great origin story. Um, Ira is actually my yoga teacher. And so some of the exercises she taught us were great. She talked about learning about your diet along with mathematics and English as a child to learn that what we're consuming is as important as what we're learning in our brain. She talked about if there's something in your body that is not right, you go to a surgeon, right? And she said, yoga is that surgeon. It's an easy way to fix your body. But talking about diet and fix your body, Seema Anand. Yes. Oh my God. I remember one of the things we asked her is that does Kama Sutra talk about an aphrodisiac? Remember she said, 
take hajmola it's the best aphrodisiac ever because when you're in the middle of making love the thing that everybody worries about the most is am i going to fart <laughs> will i have flatulence so you take hajmola and you will have the perfect love life i think you went out and bought hajmola the very next day i bought it on amazon while the interview was going on did you a lot of our interviewees also have written books we had payal kadakia who wrote life pass Bijal wrote From Breath to Salt that was reviewed by Bill Gates. Some cookbooks like Manith and Kanchan's cookbooks and Chitra, who's a writer. Independence is her latest book. Ira's written many books. We have Geeta Anand, whose book became a Hollywood movie. Yes, with starring Harrison Ford and Brendan Fraser. Meera Gandhi. Meera Gandhi's just written a book called Three Tips. And Sujata Bajaj. Sujata Bajaj has a coffee table book on Ganesh. You're so right. so many people who've written books and who have products like pooja babishi's malai ice cream which i absolutely adore by the way i need to try it out next oh time oh my I'm god my favorite flavor is the turmeric flavor and the masala chai flavor the episodes are really stood out to me one was bijal your former sister-in-law i loved her she was so cool and you know talking about the vomit comet and her book and her work around the world and she was so humble at the same time i think a lot of our interviewees are given what they've achieved in yeah, life. Yeah. Rujita is another one who um talked about the need to become a triple threat as a performer, which is to learn how to dance, to sing and act. And she had a really good point that in South Asian culture we learn one or two but not all three. I am really looking forward to the institute that she's going to be starting off in Bombay soon. Bandana, I was just going to say that whole decision making thing. Can you explain what that is? She talks about the intersection of women and society and she said for women of color minority women they need to be at a lot more decision making tables in order to ensure that change happens and that really resonated with me And then there was one episode where I liked a lot of bits but I also had a lot of issues Pail Karakia who uh founded Classpass that I am an avid user and fan of. I love the business model. Uh I love what she's done with her life, her work ethic as a startup person having a north star that drives you forward. Sort of like how with Ake Woman you and I have a very very clear reason as to why we really want to create this space. With that being said, I was so annoyed when she would keep talking about how she worked really hard. She always worked really hard. I really just believe from a semantic point of view that the term work hard is very very judgmental. It's not quantifiable. It's so subjective. How do I judge if you are working harder than me? Also in this day and age, we now understand that it's more important to work smart as opposed to work hard. and empowering other people in the community saying you can do this too it's really cultural because south asians believe in order to achieve success and do well you need to work hard it's drilled into you it's also generational but to give them credit they were raised by parents who talk about work hard mm-hmm. because that's the parent i was with my kids too When I sometimes talk to my son, I'll find him lying on the couch all day long with his phone, and I'm like, "You're not even working." And he's like, "I could be writing lyrics because he's a rapper." So, work smart is much more important, and it's something that the world is coming around to now. And 
Think about what desis do when they leave the country. What were their career options? And why in Ek Women do we emphasize that we are going to pick non-traditional careers? It was be a doctor, engineer, lawyer, investment banker. What do you need to do? You need to study a lot. And work but Monica, really we need hard. to cover the stories. Am I the exception that I did not come from a family where they pressured me to become a doctor, lawyer, engineer? There must be more people like me, right? Or am I just a fucking alien? No, like I said, I earlier? just said to you, I said you're not the exception. I said my son's the same, right? He wants to be a rapper and a fashion designer. I'm just trying to say that the desi mindset is changing. Yes. What it used to be was doctor, engineer, lawyer, and for those you need to really work hard. So I get where those women were coming from. That's why the women we've got no doctor, no engineer, no lawyer. We want to show you can be a chef, you can be a dancer, you can be a teacher, you can be a philosopher, you can be a politician and you can still make a success of your life. Which one of our interviews didn't have familial pressure to go into these traditional jobs from the get-go? I remember Rujuta Vaidya talking about the fact that she got admission to medical college, but she convinced her parents Give me one season to learn dance choreography in India with Saroj Khan and then I'll come back and go back to medical school. She never ever went to medical school. And now her father is convincing her daughter to go into the field of arts. I don't really think a lot of our interviewees had that pressure, which is why we have these inspiring stories for the next generation of South Asians that look, don't get pressured because there is another way to do it. Reshma Patel. How many South Asians are there in politics abroad? Not that many. You can count them on like 20 fingers. She is now actively going out and talking to immigrants and people of color about the need to get into politics if they want to make change. So I was at your house a few days ago spending time with your lovely mother drinking gin and tonics. and we talked about how you are impressed by the women of today can you talk a little more about that the time when i was finishing university we were expected to toe the line i remember my dad picked my first courses at university it's almost like we didn't think for ourselves you know and i got into a marriage where i thought i'm going to become this big hotshot businesswoman but i was expected to stay at home and raise my kids and i timidly agreed I didn't stand up for myself. But when I see the women of today, I'm so impressed because they don't take any shit. They know what they want to do. They're not scared of their mother-in-law, father-in-law. Like god damn it, ballsy. I like that. What can we do to support these women? We're providing a platform where we can have ballsy women talking about what how they become ballsy. Hmm. But uh other than that, you know, it's it's all about creating this community. and also for and, them to be vulnerable correct because that was the part that i was lacking when i thought i was such a you know badass chick but i needed a space to be vulnerable and say hey this issue is going on in my life and i think that's the platform that i hope we can provide to south asian women of all kinds around the world hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Why is imposter syndrome so important for us at AIC Women? You know, one of the things that came up while we were interviewing some of these women was how they all felt that they were imposters. And it's interesting, Meeda, because some of these women are super successful. Like they've got a quarter million followers on Insta, featured on the Today Show or BuzzFeed, but they still feel they're imposters. I don't know what you think about imposter syndrome because you've done a workshop on imposter syndrome. Yeah, and I plan to do the workshop uh, for Ake Women and our community in the near future. But the crux of it is basically that imposter syndrome is not about the individual having an imposter syndrome. We, as a marginalized community, we are people of color, so people are prejudiced against us. We tend to feel imposter syndrome more than communities of privilege. And that is definitely shown in a lot of studies. So I think the reason why it's such an important topic for us is because it's not a individual problem. It's a group community problem. So when you say communities of privilege, you mean white people? In the context of the diaspora, yes. So let me walk you through something that you and I were talking about, where I've seen you grow so much in the last year or two as we produce a series. But you still feel like an imposter, correct? Yeah. So what is it that you can do to help yourself feel better and change your internal dialogue? I think the first part is to get curious, since you're a writer, to really dig through and write down everything that you've ever done. There's actually a great book called The Artist's Way, where they talk about how every morning you should write two pages and just get everything out of your head. Just spend a little time writing down all the things you've done in life, achievements, failures, et cetera, et cetera. And then you can actually really look in and see what is objective and what is subjective. So objective is I created a podcast now featured on Warner Music India. Subjective, for example, would be I'm not good enough to speak in front of 400 people. Can you see the difference between the two? And once you go back and see what you've written, you can really, really pull out what the facts are versus the beliefs and then change a narrative. And in the process, become your own cheerleader. It helped me a lot when I returned to the US. I had to apply for a certain type of visa. And I literally had to write down all my achievements, have people from the industry write recommendation letters. And when I finally saw it, I was like, damn, I'm good. But it took me that exercise of internally changing the narrative. So imposter syndrome while we need to work on overcoming it, keeps us in the process of growing and learning. But can I say something? I love doing the podcast. I feel I'm good at doing the podcast. I think I can easily go and speak in front of a thousand people and I don't have a problem with that. Why I consider myself 
an imposter is because I don't have the educational qualifications or the background or the training or the experience as compared to somebody who's been doing this for years. What are these educational qualifications you need that Oprah has? Like you. You worked with BBC for donkeys of years and so you know camera angles and all that and I have no clue. But where was I before that? But you were a young kid. I'm 60. So I feel coming in at 60 and then suddenly saying, I'm the expert in this field. I don't feel I'm the expert in this field. So what will make you feel like an expert in the field? I guess practice. I guess believing in myself. Affirmations. I think, isn't that one of the things that you we should be doing? About, yes. Throwing it out in the universe, being positive. I tell my kids that all the time. Be positive and then it'll happen and it'll come back to you. But I don't walk the talk myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, now it's time to. I really want to ask you this. What was good in your marriage? Of course, my kids. Right? Because I'm not one of those who would have had kids out of marriage. Mm-hmm. I belong to a very different uh, generation. And travel. Oh my God, I've been to the most awesome places. My ex-husband and me were on the same page about travel and exploring and adventure. If there's one thing I miss about being married, it's I miss my trips. That's another topic that we plan to cover at Ake Woman in the future, which is how to travel alone, no matter what your age is. Mila, have I ever told you I was signed up onto these multiple dating apps and I went on all these dates and I remember there was this one guy and he said, let's do a picnic in Prospect Park and I was really excited and he brought a sheet you know, and he brought like a half opened cheese packet and some open cookies. And I'm so much about creating ambiance. And like I took a bottle of rosé and real wine glasses and he brought this shit. So right from the get go, I know this is not my type of guy. And he was a scientist and a journalist. So I thought he's intellectual, you know, and we have these mind but things. he wasn't and your type of guy. He wasn't. But for some reason, we started talking about smoking weed. And, you know, I have to tell you in all honesty, I've tried weed and all sorts of other stuff and it doesn't work with me. Nothing gives me a high. And he was like, you're probably not doing it right. He said, I live around the corner. Why don't you come home with me and I'll teach you how to do it. So I was like, okay, you know, I don't know this guy from Adam. I met him on a dating app. I pack up my stuff and I happily trot behind him to this dank underground apartment behind Prospect Park in New York City. And he brings out this glass thing which later on I found out is a bong and then he's teaching me how to smoke and I'm smoking away and he's already told me I've just got out of a LTR which I didn't even know means long-term relationship LTR long-term relationship sounds like a VHS to yeah. me. anyway and yeah. he said so I'm just looking for fun and I was like I'm not that type of girl and so I already knew that this is not the guy for me and then here we are doing this bong stuff and then he's like okay how about you know Let's like, can I kiss you? I was like, no, no, no. And then he was like, come on. So I let him kiss me. I let him do all sorts of things with me. Luckily, I had a play to go to. So my phone alarm rang in the middle of all these experimentations of mine. And I was like, oops, I got to go. And I walked out and then I messaged some of my friends and they're like, Monica, you cannot take off with a strange man in the middle of New York City. What if he was a serial killer or something like that? Next time, will you please just turn on your location or message one of us and tell us where you are so we know to track you? So, long story short, going back to traveling alone because I don't know how to do it. So at eight women, we need to facilitate women like me so that we travel nicely, but we travel safely. Talking about traveling alone, 
I had done it once, but I was put in a situation where I had to because I had a gentleman friend and he was going to introduce me to his family. His family was on a trip to Colombia, the country. So I bravely bought a ticket and had planned it. So I was going to travel alone and meet this chap. And then he got cold feet and I said, you know what? Screw you. So I wandered around Colombia, the country by myself. Very nice. To Medellin, to Santa Marta, all sorts of places. And I made the best friends in the world. And sometimes those moments of this is not what life is planning for you sort of thing occurs where you think you're going to have a plan in life and then somebody throws a wrench in, but it actually makes it better. Some of my American friends say, Monica, you have to try it out because traveling alone is also really empowering and freeing. You get out of this mindset that I cannot. And if you come across any stumbles or roadblocks, you are taking care of it yourself. I remember another time I was traveling alone. I was just flying from one country to another country. It was a World Cup time. And I was chatting with this man and we were laughing and joking, uh, supporting France or whatever the country was, you know, that one finally... And I ended up throwing my arms around him and we went into this deep, passionate kiss. I was shocked at myself. I was like, oh my God, you've never done this. So I let my inhibitions down and I think it's so important to do that once in a while. Agreed. And we hope to uh, encourage more people to do that at the right time, at the right place. Yeah, exactly. What other things are we talking about? When to follow rules and when not to follow rules. Because I'm such a rule breaker that I've now learned that it is actually great to follow rules mm -hmm. at certain points of time, both professionally and personally. If somebody says, Medha, you can't do this, you feel like, I'll show you. Yeah. Because I'm a bit like that too. When it is that you agree and when it is that you disagree. Being righteous versus realizing that you could be hurting someone as well. How do you balance that? Mm. That's sort of a balancing act, both personally and professionally, especially amongst people in our community. People-pleasing? Oh my God, that's a big one. I think I've lived my life as a people pleaser. And now I need to make myself the most important person in my life. Two more that we'd come up with, finding our groove at the workplace, because there's so many women who have such great skills that they're not monetizing. And so trying to just take some time to self-reflect and realize and identify those goals would be really great. Finally, actually, our health issues. I recently had a lot of success with my thyroid having Hashimoto's and uh, PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome. All the doctors have previously told me I just have to take hormones and pills. That's all I could do to sort out the issues. They're actually interrelated. Of late, I've been experimenting with alternative medicine and I've had great success with it. And I really want to share those resources because PCOS and Hashimoto's are very common in the South yeah. Asian female diaspora. People are so much about the traditional way of doing things and they don't want to think out of that box. I think our eventual goal with what we want to do going forward, if I may return to Pyle Karakia, is staying true to our North Star, which is inspiring women to self-reflect, take time to do self-care and to also take time to work as a group in regards to self-growth. Exactly. We'll end with this. What is self-care for you? Considering that I have a few age-related issues, I've decided, no, I need to take care of my back and my hips and all that. But self-care beyond physical care, 
is also about self-reflection, about taking the time in my head. And I know, Medha, you say this to me all the time, slowing down. Because I'm always on a treadmill. And I think if I really want to extend the quality of my life, I need to learn to slow down and be in that moment rather than be 10 years in the future. Or as my friend Patricia says, slow down to speed up. What is self-care for you? I'm a lot more in touch with my gut, much more of a practitioner of yogas of various kinds. And Kundalini has been really, really effective for me to do these exercises, to really get down to my gut, understand when I'm reacting to something, when my body is stressed, when my mind is stressed. I'm just taking the time to enjoy life and not just constantly rush. As we discussed earlier, I came from a family where there was no career pressure or no strong academic pressure. We are a family who are avid nap takers. Margaret Thatcher, for that matter, used to take four naps a day. I think that's a culture that we need to promote a bit more. We do yeah. come from a siesta culture. So we seem to have forgotten about it. In that whole rush to make something of yourself. What is it that you want to do? I'd like to adventure, but nowadays I dive. And so by going underwater, I feel very, very centered. I'm in touch with the world and the earth and spending a lot of time in nature and being around quality people. Mm. Both of us are extreme extroverts. And I think we're now learning in a post-pandemic world to hang out with the right people. When the pandemic hit, a lot of my friends were like, oh my God, Monica, what are you going to do? Because you have to stay at home. Because I used to have my social calendar set up, whether I'm in New York, London, India, I just had to be out and had to be with people. I stayed home for a hundred days, Medha. I did not step out. And I came out of it saying, I enjoyed myself staying at home. And I was like, I want to do more of that. So now I try and restrict what I'm doing. And in fact, what I really want to do one day in the future is go to some place, maybe a nice studio overlooking Central Park or some little uh, village in Spain or Italy, beautiful surroundings, fridge full of white wine, stack full of books and my laptop. And I want to read, I want to write a book and I want to drink wine. That is the ultimate goal, my North Star that I'm aiming towards. And reducing my life to two suitcases. That's it. I can go anywhere the world is my oyster. Since we started the podcast, we were both single and now we both have, what's the apt word? Partners? We're both, we're both in relationships. Okay. Let's, let's put it that way. We're both in relationships. What is it about the person you're with now? What does he bring out of you in terms of helping you career-wise, personally, and also with the discourse that we have at Aquaman? First of all, it's just good to have somebody who thinks the world of you. I've never had that. But he's a great support to me. I can bounce things off him and I get a rational, non-judgmental view. Not that I share too much about work with him because there's so much else that we do. We love traveling and reading and discussing intellectually stimulating topics. But it's just nice to have somebody who you don't share another world with. It's just about you and him. What is it about your relationship that you feel he's the right guy for you at this time in your life? The current gentleman who is a friend for many years has been the first person who has literally gone in and helped me 
changed my narrative in my head, almost like a doctor. And he's also made me career-wise feel extremely confident, like I'm a rock star, which no other gentleman has in my life. We are focusing on women and their personal growth and personal development. But on the flip side, maybe we need to even have men like this. They talk about the woman behind the man because it was always about the man's career and the man's life. But there are men behind the women. Give an award to them. Yeah, I like that idea. Not glorify them. But yeah, we should uh, interview a few of them. One of the common things that we touch on in each one of our interviews is, do you have a mentor? And many, many of our women have had mentors. Most of these mentors have tended to be women. A couple of them had men mentors. I like the term men mentors. And those are the kind of men that we could do shout outs to in Ake Women. I've got my phone. I think this is hilarious. Someone who's not a relative has just texted me saying, a little bird told me you are getting married. Is it true? To whom and where? <laughs> I just want to tell the internet, no, I'm not getting married. I will not share with whom and I will not share where. Because you're not getting married also. <laughs> 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 it's a stranger. It's not my family. Nobody asked me in my family. You're not about the institution of marriage and you've never had that pressure. I got married, got divorced and I've been at a stage in my life where I never want to get married again. That's another South Asian mindset that we need to address and change because it's a man-made institution anyway. On that note, stay tuned to more Meda and Monica episodes interspersed yes. with other very fascinating women of the South Asian diaspora. We hope you enjoyed season one and stay tuned and remember, follow Ake Women Global. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.